Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amen at charis.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at charis.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Father, thank you for your living word. Your word is sharper and active and quicker than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit, of the bones and marrow. Father, speak to us. Our hearts are ready. Holy Spirit, any condition of heart that will not give grounds to your word. Father, Holy Spirit, help us be, let it be changed into a, a, a healthy soil in our hearts for your word to find roots and grow and bear fruits. Spirit of God, we are available. Impart yourself into us. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Last week I spoke about in the beginning was the word. And it takes God's word for God to do stuff. So anything God wants to do, it's predicated on a word, he says, on a a word that precedes him. So in, in, in Amos, it says that God will not do anything without revealing it first to his prophets. Right, so God always precedes himself with a, with a word. He didn't say, we didn't say to his servants. He said to his prophets because the prophets speak. The word of God is always supposed to be declared. Say amen. amen. Today, with a short time of God, I want to talk about the seed of the word. Oh, the word is a seed. Or better still, I prefer this. The seed is the word. <laughs> I'll give you three titles. All meaning the same. Thank you, Jesus. In First Peter chapter 1, verse 23, the scriptures say, says that, okay, let's, uh, let's all read it from the screen. Is that okay? Shall we all read it a lot from the screen? Let's go. Some of you are not reading. Let's all do it. Let's go. Let's all read it together. Let's go. Having been born again, but incorruptible through the word of God, abides forever. Hallelujah. Serious word. Said the word is incorruptible. I had the privilege of learning a little bit about agriculture in my secondary school times. And one of the things I remember very well about agriculture, see some seeds are viable and some are not viable. In other words, a viable seed is the one when you plant, it germinates. The one that is not viable, so sometimes you take a bag of seeds, not all of them are viable. Some are not viable because when you plant them, you give them all the conditions, they won't germinate. The Bible says that the word of God is a seed that is viable, it's not corrupted. One. And then two, it abides forever. So this seed can... It, there's a difference between the seed that is not corrupted and the seed that is incorruptible. When we say something is not corrupted, it means that it's okay. okay. But it can be corrupted sometime later. Hello? It's like food that hasn't gone bad. Doesn't mean it will go bad if you don't refrigerate it. right? But like the manna... It was always fresh every time it comes. So the Bible says that God's word is incorruptible. You can leave it for years and it still, still, it still stays fresh. So the word you received five years ago is still valid. Yes. It's still, they can change laws and change laws and change policies, but the word you receive abides forever. So why am I not seeing the fruit? It depends on what you are doing with the word. 
So he says that what gives birth to us as Christians is the incorruptible word of God that abides forever. It abides forever. It doesn't matter the conditions you find yourself in. The word abides forever. Sometimes the, the word can be choked by all kinds of things. But if you can create space for it and declutter your system, the word will begin to bear fruits. Say hallelujah. And so, first of all, we notice that God's word is a seed. All right. God's word is a seed. A, a, a man, a centurion came to Jesus and he said, Jesus, I need you to do something for me because my servant is unwell. I need her to be healed. So would, would you please? Jesus said, don't worry. I'm coming home with you. Then the centurion said, no, no, you don't have to come. Don't bother to come. Don't bother to come. Just send your word. Speak the word and my servant shall be made whole. Right? So the point here is that Matthew chapter 8 verse 8. He said just speak the word. You don't need to come. The word is enough. The word can go anywhere. All I need is a word. Tell someone all I need is a word. And in Psalm 105 verse 20 he says that he sent his word and healed them. So the word is a seed that is sent to accomplish divine purposes. In, in Isaiah chapter 55, I like that very well. Isaiah chapter 55, from verse 9, I think so, it talks about how my ways are not your ways, your, my thoughts are not as high as the heavens are. It says that for us, from verse 9, it says, for as high as the heavens are from the, than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So in other words, God doesn't think like we think. God doesn't do his things like we do. Most of us get stuck in our, in our ways of doing things. So we expect God to do it our way. He said, my ways are higher than your ways. I, I submit to you, choose the highway. God's way is the highway. I said, God's way is the highway. But particularly, he went on to the verse 11 or verse 10 and 11, <clears throat> Isaiah 55. And he says that, you see, when the rain falls, the rain comes down. And the wind comes down. How I woke up, <clears throat> excuse me, this morning I, I stepped out and I saw, I noticed it's, it's rained. In fact, I think about a few, two weeks ago or so, at midnight, it rained very heavily in London. Very heavily. It rained heavily, cat and dogs. And I, I was told the thunder was serious. You know, but God had at that time given his beloved sleep. <laughs> so those of you who didn't sleep, I don't know where you stand, but me, he gave us his beloved sleep. So I slept very well. I didn't even know it rained. But in the morning as I went out for a walk, I came back and I was telling Pastor, oh, I think it rained. I'm sure it rained very heavily. Uh, she said, no, I don't think so. Because both of us, God gave us sleep. <laughs> he said, I don't think so. I said, I think so. Because when I was going out for the walk, the way the streets are, it looks like there had been a heavy downpour. But everything had dried because it hadn't rained for a while. Now, how did I know? Because I saw it from the street. I could tell it had rained heavily. Now, Bible says that when it rains, you're able to tell. When you go there, you see it. There is a death definite impact of footprint it leaves behind when it rains. As we are here right now, it's already raining, but if you go out, let's say we didn't know it was raining, you go out. Someone says, oh, it's, it's, it's rained. How do you know? You didn't see the rain coming, but I can tell from there. He says that for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and not, does not return, but watches the earth, it makes the, so the earth wet when it comes down. He says, watch this, watch this. Uh, what, uh, make it wet. Uh, uh, um, Make it bring bad and then it helps it germinate. Go to the next verse, verse 11. Let's all read the first line together. Let's read it. So shall my word be out of my mouth. Okay, the first sentence. Read the sentence again. So <laughs> read it louder. So shall my word be All right, so he says that, see, this is analogical language. It's very important when you're reading the Bible, look at the comparisons. Because God will always take a natural reality to explain a spiritual reality. 
God. So if you want to see how spiritual things are, God, has, God is the one who created the earth. And he left enough signs and tokens and symbols to help us be able to have a picture or have an idea based on what we look at, what we see. We can look at the things we see. It can help us to have an idea how things actually are, what we don't see. Um, I had never seen actual, actual natural snow before when I was growing up. I mean natural snow. No, there's different between natural snow. The natural snow is the one that comes from heaven. The artificial one is the one you see in your freezer. <laughs> it was created by certain conditions. No. But I've seen a lot of it in our freezer. A lot of it. And I was told in some parts of the world, sometimes snow falls and it's like, I said, no, no, it can't. What can't kind of snow? I said, well, snow is like this. You see, the way it comes, it comes down. Everything is as... Cold as a free. I, I never believe that you can live in a freezer. Human beings can live in a freezer. <laughs> but there's no way I could have been made to understand. The only way I could have been given a picture of how snow looks like is the freezer. Because nowhere else would I have seen snow. But oh, uh, maybe obviously movies and those things are just pictures. But they show you in the same way, you don't know how heaven looks like. You don't know how heaven looks like. And you don't, sometimes you don't even know. You can't tell how demons look like. Many people think Satan and demons look very strange. Like with some strange caricature with uh, draconic uh, teeth and blood dripping from the mouth with some horns and a fork and um, a tail. And no, no. Satan is a very beautiful lady. I'm gone on there. Some handsome six-pack man in some nice BM, BMW. Satan has showed up, but he didn't know. <laughs> you know, so who brought all those ideas of, in the medieval period or in the Middle Ages, sorry, the Reformations, they wanted, so what's something when you go to some of the old church buildings, you see some creatures, demons, or you can see statues of demons. It's, sorry? They, they, I couldn't hear you, but then that's okay. They, they won't, the Satan is very proud. And he's so proud of his glamour. The Bible says, in fact, Satan himself presents himself as an angel of light. So if you don't take care, you see a real angel and Satan, you can, you'll be able to tell the difference. Because he presents himself like that. And so, because they wanted to offend the pride of Satan, they painted him like a caricature, strange, just to insult him. So, but don't be deceived. Satan is likely to be at your workplace, your, your, your work colleague. Satan has entered him. That work colleague you started liking so much. Satan is at the shopping center waiting for you. Buy me home, buy me home. Go and steal the money from your company. Come and buy me, buy me, buy me. Satan is talking to you. Satan, his wig is nicer than any wig you can think about. <laughs> you can tell I like wigs a lot <laughs> because it's the order of the day. <laughs> so, so um, Satan has a way of presenting himself, you know, and it's very important we understand this. So, when God, Jesus Christ, our God always tries to take physical things, physical pictures. To paint spiritual realities. Okay. So it uses physical. Because we live in a physical world. At level. Uses physical realities. To paint a higher reality. So actually in Ephesians. Interesting. Ephesians chapter 5. It talks about marriage. It says that. Husband loves your wife. Just as Christ loved the church. And gave it. And then wives. Submit your husband. Just as uh, um, um, the church. Is subject to Christ. And all that. Now watch this. And then when you go down. It says that. I am, this is a great mystery. However, I'm talking about Christ and the church. I think in the verse 27, 28, 29. He said, it's a great mystery. But I'm, even though it's true in the natural, the real mystery is about Christ and the church. Right? So the Bible employs physical symbols and tokens to, or God employs physical symbols and tokens to help us understand the, or get, grasp spiritual realities. 
So that is why it says rain comes down, it wets the, gets the, 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 the ground soaked or wet, and then it produces crops and all that. It said, verse 11 of Isaiah chapter 55, it said, so shall my word be, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. What shall it be like? It shall be like the way the rain comes down, you see it. It shall be like the way the snow falls down, you see it. And it, it has effect. The word of God, it says that when it comes, it has effect. And it says that what? It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. The word of God comes to you to accomplish God's pleasure. Anything that is in your life that God is not happy about, he will send a way to accomplish it. That's why a word is coming to someone. Someone's story is changing from this morning. Someone's story is changing from this morning. Cheer up. Don't be sorrowful. Don't worry anymore. Baby, don't worry because a word has come and your story is changing. Your story is changing. The word shall deliver in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, lift up your hand and shout hallelujah. That takes me into my fundamental text. Let's look at Mark, Mark chapter 4. The verse number 26. And he said, Oh, Brother Charles, do you think I can preach this thing at all? Oh, my. This thing is loaded. See, see, see. And did you notice that? And he said, The kingdom of God is, is as if. You see analogical language there? Comparison. It says it's as if. Another way of putting it, it's like. In fact, in Matthew's account, Matthew chapter 13, when he was telling us the parables, all the parables, all the parables, those of you who are here on Wednesday, you notice I said it. All the parables except the first one was said, he said, the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of heaven is like Matthew chapter 13, verse I think 26 and verse 20 and um, 31, verse 33, verse 44, verse 45, verse 47. It all opened by saying the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like. So then he wants you, you, you haven't seen it, but I said, I want you to notice how it's like. Then he picks out a natural truth to tell you the way this is true in the natural. That is how it operates in the spiritual. Okay, now back to Mark, Mark chapter 4, verse 26. He says that the kingdom of God, now watch this, I've said it before, but let me say, let me show you something. Quickly flip to leave your Bible, go do it on the screen. I want to show you something theological, which is just, it's good for you to know. Matthew chapter 13, Matthew chapter 13, verse, let's take 33. Let's take 33. Oh, um, any of them, 33, um, verse 44, or verse, you know, 24. All right, let's look at verse 24, verse 33. Let me show you something. That's not part of my original teaching, but I want you to, let's all read it together. I want to show you something. Let's read it together. He spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a living. All right, did you see that? The kingdom of what? The kingdom of what? But Mark chapter 4, verse 26, he said the kingdom of what? In Matthew, Matthew's audience were Jews, Jewish, okay? And Jews, they don't mention Hashem. They don't mention God's name. They don't say God. Because thou shalt not take the name of the Lord or use it in vain. So Jews don't say God. And that's why when they're Yahweh, they don't even mention it. They are careful when a Jew is mentioning God's name because the name is so holy and so sacred. You don't mention it. All right. And so when you're writing to a Jewish audience, you have to be sensitive to your audience. You can't be, and Matthew was a Jew himself. You can't be going to the kingdom of God. You offend them. It's like if you go to um, Pakistan and you're going to preach, like, um, Pastor, can I use your Bible? And you're fire preaching. And say, let me illustrate something. You see, the other time, and you put your Bible on the ground, you offend them. Most of them will. It's blasphemy. How can you put a holy book on the floor? You can't do that. But really, it's nothing really that bad. When you are doing camp meeting and you are waiting on God, you are lying on the floor reading your Bible. You know, so it's contextual. It's cultural. Now, to, to someone in Pakistan, if they do it, knowing that it's blasphemy and they do it, they knew they were offended God. They knew they were working against and they did it. That is a sin. 
But to someone from not London, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? All right, so uh, let's say Helena goes with Pastor Charles to Saudi Arabia for missions. You're going to preach to them. Your hair is nice, but you have to cover it. God is not upset with that, but you have to cover it. Other than that, you offend your audience. And so Matthew, when he was writing to the Jews, he wouldn't mention that. So in Matthew, most of the time, you only see the kingdom of heaven. You don't see the kingdom of God. Because he used the kingdom of heaven. But it's the same thing. But Mark wrote to a Gentile audience. Mark was right, Mark Roman. Roman. So, was, so everything was short, 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 short. That's the shortest account in the, uh, the Gospels. Mark. All right. So he wrote to um, a, a Gentile audience. So he was free to say the kingdom of God. So now Mark says that the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Did you see that? He said, that's what it is. I've been, I've been standing here declaring miracles, declaring. He said, that's how the kingdom actually is. A man scatter seed on the ground. The kingdom of God is about seed. And the seed is scattered. Scattering depicts something that is done randomly or you just pick it or it falls certain. You don't specifically tell where everyone must fall. But it's scattered. Can you imagine? I can't define how everybody listens or interferes or interprets what I'm saying. Both those of us here and those online, I can't define how they listen. I may say something, someone may, I may say, I may, I may say, God is blessing someone. Someone will say, hey, do you remember? I stood here, I said, God, someone is winning a court case. One lady said, this is me. Well, I believe there will be some other person with a court case. Yeah. He will go for the court case and it will fail because he didn't even connect himself. So he said, the kingdom of God is like an analogy. An analogy, a man, put it back on the screen, a man, a man, he said, it's like a man should scatter seed on the ground. Verse 27, on the ground, and he should, he should sleep, and should sleep, that man should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. No, no, when you sow seed, you, you can't really tell. It's like you sown a... Um, you saw an apple or corn seed. You can't really tell how many corn um, cobs you really are and how, and how many grains on the cob you, you get. You can't really tell. You just leave it. Sometimes you can estimate it should grow around this time, you know, scientifically because of experience, experiments. You can tell, you can predict. But sometimes you can realize some will grow faster than others. So you really don't know. But what you do, just sow the seed. Just sow the seed and go to bed. (laughs) Can you imagine you see your your brother, your uncle, sitting on the farm. Uncle, aren't you going home? He said, no. We have to eat. Bring me food here. Why? I've sown seed. I'm just trying to see when when it's going to grow. I'm waiting. Hey, five days. Nothing is happening. Two weeks. Sitting there, doesn't even want to get up to go and bath because he wants to see that they coming. That's what some people are doing. You receive a word from God and you are, you are marking time. Because someone says, okay, I'll, sow my, I'll, pay, I'll give my tithe and see. Now I've paid my tithe. I'm seeing. First month. I'm not going to get a pay rise. Second month. I'm, I'm going, sow it and go to bed. Just live your life. <laughs> live your life. Receive that. Pastor said, hey, there's a miracle coming. I received it. I received it. You expect it. As you expect, just go. Don't go knocking. It's like a young lady. You receive a word that God is going to bless you with a good husband or a husband is coming by the end of this year. God will give you a man and you don't have anybody. Now, all of a sudden, you make yourself vulnerable in town. Walking around, you've changed your dressing. Dressing like someone who is going for um, uh, carnival. Carnival and Naughty Hill Gate. And you're walking in town trying to check. And you see men now all of a sudden. <laughs> hello. Hello. I have a word, so you never know. I'm try- hey, no, just l- receive the word and live your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Receive the word. He said, I said, that is how it was. In the kingdom. Naturally, this is how the seeds work. He said, it's like. He plants the seed and goes to bed day and night and does not know what's happening. 
Say the word is a seed. Say the word is a seed. And so does not go to bed, does not know how it works. For the earth yields crop by itself. By what? By what? You don't have to make the earth yield crops. Just leave it, it will do it by itself. The earth, for the earth yields crop by itself. First the blade, then the head. After that, the full grain in the head. But when the grains, mm, this is where someone is going to come in. When the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. So you sow the seed and wait for the harvest. Get your sickle ready. <laughs> when the harvest comes, just take it home. Amen. Now go to the verse 30. Let me show you something. Verse 30 says that. Then he said, what shall we like in the kingdom of God? Did you see the analogy again? He's trying to get someone to get it. Then he said, okay, what shall we, I, I like it. What shall we like in the kingdom of God? It's like, what shall we like in, uh, okay. So what shall we like in the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we picture it? Because we really don't know. But we have to know. So then we have, he has to employ certain symbols that we are familiar with to help us to know. Is someone getting it? And so the, then verse 31 says that what shall we like in it? Or what parable shall we give to picture it? He said, it is, uh, you see the like, the like. It didn't say the kingdom is a master seed. So it's like a master seed, which when it's sown in the earth, is, the, is smaller than all the seeds of the earth. Permit me to come in here with an intellectual point, scientific point. Ah, you see the Bible is wrong. Because the master seed is not the smallest the Bible says that it's, it's smaller than all. In the Jewish culture, in the Jewish times, it's, it's a common knowledge amongst the Jews. Um, um, phenomenologically. What do I mean by phenomenologically? Phenomenologically is as it appears to the naked eyes. You don't have to employ the help of other scientific apparatus or accoutrements. Oh. <laughs> just as it appears to the eyes. So, so uh, in Jewish times and Jewish culture, at that time, when you start talking to a Jewish person, you go and use other ones. They may not know. They all know it was a public and normal, common knowledge that the master seed was the smallest. Okay? A typical example is sometimes the Bible talks about how Jesus came to town, and all the city went to meet him. It didn't mean even those who were in hospital. Babies were just born. It didn't mean that. When you say all, it's just like it's a, it's a metaphoric statement. It's a figure of speech. So sometimes that's the Bible employs, the Bible is full of speech, figures of speech, allegorisms, metaphoric languages, uh, term, terminologies, and stuff like that. And so when he says that the kingdom of God is like the master seed, which is the small, smaller than all the seeds. Simon says, also, you see, the Bible is wrong because it's not the smallest of all seeds. Give me a break. You don't understand the term. Read it in, within the context. All right. So, say it's smaller than all the seeds of the earth, on the earth. Now go to the next verse, verse 32. But, say but. But this small seed, when it is sown, the kingdom of God is like a seed. The kingdom of God is like a seed which needs to be sown. Not to be eaten. So don't come to just church. I receive, I receive it. No, get a word. Let it be sown. I'm going to show you which soil it must be sown on. When, when, when it is sown, the kingdom of God, but when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs. It has the potential. It's very easy to marginalize the things of God. It's very, very easy to trivialize the things of God. What God is saying to you. Have you realized that someone, sometimes someone offends you so bad and you know you want to hit the person back and suddenly, suddenly a word comes, forgive. And you realize that the forgiveness is not the best option. Yeah. <laughs> Under the circumstance. You begin to feel that, no, 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 no. If I, if I don't tell this guy something, he will stop what he's doing. He'll continue. But you know that in this particular instant, deep in your heart, God will want you to let go and forgive. But sometimes to apply God's word, it's like this is too small. It's impact. The way I want to prove it to these guys that me too I can talk. If I, I, I take God's option, it's too small. It's, it may look good, but it's too small. Smaller than all the other options I've got. 
Because the way I am, if I want to marry my, at my company, there are a lot of men. They, they like me. You know, my, some of my friends, Marcel was telling me years ago when she used to work in St. John's Wood, um, Wellington Hospital. You know, it's a private hospital for a lot of posh people. So one of his uh, colleagues, she was a nurse there. Oh, the, the surgeons are very wealthy. Someone bought her a house because she was going out. Bought her a house, paid for cash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just apply what you've got. And what you've got can work for you. You know, some of us, had, when we were in the world, you, we had ways of getting things done. Don't look at me with that. I, I, you know what I'm talking about. Ah, okay, some are still in the world and still doing that. We had ways of getting things done. Now you come to the kingdom and someone, it looks like God is very slow. I don't know if you haven't known, sometimes God is very slow. Because the kingdom of God is like a seed. It's too small. This is too small. This, I want quick money. Hey, when am I earning this small, small money? Small, small money. Get this. And it's too small. Saving, 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 saving. I want a quick money. My friend says that if we do this, by next year, I'll be having a lot of hundreds of thousands. I'll pay off my house. So quick money. But you see, sometimes God's system is the sure way, but it looks very insignificant. It looks like that. He said the kingdom of God is like that. But when it is sown, when it is sown, when it is sown, verse 32, when it is sown, but when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out large branches so that the best of the air may nest under its shade. It begins to benefit. It produces so much benefit, benefit that is amazing. Now, the point I want to make here, according to verse 26 and verse 30, the kingdom of God, is well, verse 26 says that it's like a man scattering seed, Verse 30 talks about it's like a seed, which is very, master seed, which is very small. So there's something about God's way of doing things and seed. God is a God of seeds. You didn't get what I said? God is a God of seeds. Just receive the seed and it will grow and produce. Now, that leads us to our main text. In Mark chapter 4, we are going to read from verse 1, the parable of the sower. Mark chapter 4. Verse 1, it says in my Bible, and again he began to teach them by the sea. And a great multitude was gathered to him so that he got into the boat and sat in it, sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the, on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teaching, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony grounds where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched because it had no root. It withered away. And verse seven. And some seed fell among tongues, and the tongues grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other, other seed fell on good grounds, and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced, some thirtyfold, some sixtyfold, and some hundred, a hundredfold. Verse 9, and he, that, and he said to them, he who has ears, let him hear. But, but when he was alone, those around him, with the twelve asked him about the parable, and he said unto them, He said to them, To you it is it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all these come in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, let they should turn and their sins be forgiven. So his disciples came to him and says that said to him that Master, this parable you said, what's the meaning? And you know what he told them? He said to you, verse, I want to read that verse again. Verse 10 says that, but it, I want to, verse 11. And he said to them, to you, it's, who are the you? Those close to him and those who perceived, persisted. They pursued to know more. To know more. They went further. Not just hearing what he said, even though they didn't understand. They didn't just leave it there. They went further. You understand that? And so they went further to ask his disciples. And Jesus told them that to you it is given 
It's given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. The kingdom has mysteries. What are mysteries? Your mind doesn't have an idea about. They are mysteries. But the kingdom has got mysteries. But you got to know it. So you can, you can cash in on it. So it says to you, there are things. See, see. I like that. Be careful who advises you on spiritual matters. Because these things are mysteries. And he use his academic intellectual mind to try and decode kingdom mysteries. And yet he doesn't even know it. And he has become your advisor. He's advising you into hell. Advising you into doom. Advising you into losses. Because then, then the, the word will not produce. Because it's not everyone who understands the things of the kingdom. Some of you here, you have friends, you have relatives who have so many questions. And every night, it doesn't matter how well you try to explain, they'll come up with another question, they'll come up with another question, and sometimes they don't even see the sense in some of the things we do in church. They don't see the sense at all in some of the things. So they can't understand why a young man like you should be going to church. Well, I can't understand why an intelligent person shouldn't go to church. <laughs> Actually, it's a sign of intelligence. <laughs> they can't understand. They can't understand why, why, why won't you just drink something? What? Party around? What's it? You are young. You are young. Just enjoy your life. There are so many people who went enjoying one night, they came back in trouble. And it messed their life permanently. I was, telling, I was talking to someone some time ago and he says that, I didn't plan it. It happened. We went party. And it just happened. And it shattered my education. Now I've got babies around me. And I'm struggling to cope. I didn't, this, no, this wasn't my plan. But it happened because I thought, just as a young person, just, just enjoy your life. He'll tell you why, why. You know sometimes you go out, okay, I never had the experience, but <laughs> you go out with friends and everyone is taking some spirits and you say, I will just take soft drink. They say, are you not a man? Yeah. <laughs> it's a man. Take something else. You're a man. You're a man. They're influencing you negatively. And they finish and they be, <laughs> they're messing up. Is that how a man should behave? And you, they can't even walk straight. <laughs> uh, they're laughing. And they say, that's a man. And you, who are in control, you're working this and they say, oh, you're not a man. You must be hard. You must be hard. The world calls wrong right and right wrong. So you have to be careful. Wait. Thank you, but wait. <laughs> Which is better? They will tell you the world will make you feel so silly for being a 20-year-old virgin. What's wrong with you? They tell you, brother, they say you are missing out. <laughs> you are missing out. They'll tell you, you are going out with a, a woman, and what, what are you waiting for? You have to go on the road, see if it's okay. Or go on the road and check if it's okay before you marry. If you, if you, you have to test the, check the balance, check observers, check it before you marry. No, they say it. They say it. But the, the, in fact, when we do the single seminar, sometimes people bring these questions. Because if you don't test, how would you know that, that the man is, is, is potent? <laughs> Pastor Philip said, test drive. <laughs> oh, don't behave like you don't know what I'm talking about. They tell you, that's the world's mindset. They tell you, you have to check and secure yourself. You see, but the truth is, you may check it and it's working today. Watch this. You will need God to keep it working. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So why don't you commit the safekeeping of your life to God? You. Walk with him and let him be responsible for the consequences. So those in the world, they don't understand. They don't understand. You know, some people, in fact, some people... <laughs> Some, <laughs> some, some people in church right now can't conceive why a normal human being 
you will give tithe to God. They say, why? Why? You are here, you are listening to me. Why? Me? I will never give. I will never I'll give some coins. Like when I go to McDonald's, there's this box there. I give it. That's the same church. Same church. Same church. Yes, the same church. Yes, the same church. When Ebola is coming, you go and call on God. Go and call on McDonald's. Go and call on the coins. No, we speak this way because we are in covenant with God and we know what we do. There are, there, there are kingdom secrets behind what we do and it works. It works. It works. So, when I had a, 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 a proverb, <laughs> I had a proverb, Pastor, yes, some time ago. Someone was saying that, you know the voucher? There's a, I had a proverb, not proverb, I think a story. The vulture didn't like eating from home domestic food. The vulture normally eats on the rubbish dump because dead bodies and dead carcasses, that, that's the carcasses, that's what it likes. And the hen was insulting the vulture. You are not intelligent. You are foolish. You have to eat from home because you can have cake, you can have biscuits, you can have some nice, you know. And the vulture said, it doesn't matter. I will, I will use my foolishness to procure myself long life. But you enjoy eating from home. When the hunter is ready to do nice soup, he'll come for you. <laughs> do you understand the problem? So you consider me foolish. My folly will pre- pre- procure my longevity. And your smartness will define your demise and your doom very soon. And so, I'm wise. Yo, that's fine. You let me be fool obeying God. You be wise. Obey yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah obey yourself. You know what I'm talking about? It's as simple as that. After, if God says do it, it may look foolish. I will do it. Because I know it pays. Sister, don't be in a rush to go and marry an unbeliever. Because you may think it doesn't matter. Oh, man, is man. In fact, he's been encouraging me, go to church, go to church, go to church, go to church. <laughs> you know why? So that you can look good before him. So when you are gone, he can be free. Because at least with a church sister, generally speaking, that's how it should be, generally speaking. But now then Satan has tried to mess the records. Generally, with a church sister, you should be guaranteed that you are safe and secured. Because you won't have double standard. And church sisters, you know. Church sisters say hallelujah. <laughs> yes. We, they, we, all get, we all get tempted. They all get tempted. But at least a church sister, when he's falling into temptation, he still has something left that you can't live here. You can't go. But the one who doesn't have the ears, he that God doesn't have his ears. Hey! When he's going, you catch him. Catch, you say, what's wrong? Why? Am I not a human being? Let me enjoy my life. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so the world will tell you what is wrong. They make it look right. And you who are right, how many of us can boldly be holding our Bibles in Jeep? You feel bad because someone will look at you funny. Someone will look at you funny. That's the world for you. But it says that with the world, a lot of things are hidden. But to those of us who pursue, we come to church seeking God. God has, Jesus said, these things are revealed unto us. Now, let me finish on explaining something slight on the parables, and then we, we, we draw the curtain on that. Now, it says that, um, verse 13, and he, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Do you see that? This is an opening comment. The par- that parable was so important because all the other parables I said on Wednesday, according to Matthew 13, he said seven parables. All the six parables, he said the kingdom of God is like the kingdom of God. But when it's the, the first one, which is the parable of the soul, he didn't say the kingdom of God is like. Even in this particular text, he says that, listen, behold, a soul goes to sow a seed. He didn't say the kingdom of God is like. Verse 3 said, listen, a soul goes to sow a seed. But he was going to tell them parables. But he started with this, so I goes to sow a seed. So that all the parables are subsets to this one. The way things work in the kingdom for you has a lot to do with this condition Jesus is describing. He spoke about four types of soil. In, 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 effect, in effect, on a broader scope of things, there are actually two, only two soils. But one is divided into three. Does that make sense? All right, let's go into the text and see. Verse 13. So he says, he says that he said to them, 
You don't understand. How can you understand? Verse 14. The, so, the sower sows what? The, word. the sower sows what? The, word. the sower sows what? In Luke 8:11, it says that the seed is the word. The seed is the word. So you know what I'm doing? I'm sowing seeds that will grow in your heart and change your life. Today you may look miserable, but just give yourself some time. Today things may look funny, but just give yourself some time. Just a year. A year is too much. God took six days to create this whole earth. Just a year is too much for him to rechange and beautify your life. Just give, let them give you time. They may be laughing at you. They may be scorning you. They may look at you funny, but just keep going and let them give you time. Later on they will come to you and say, show us the way. Just a matter of time. Within the next five years, listen, brothers and sisters, within the next five years, if you continue the way you are going with God now, five years, your life will look so different. Your, your friends, your brothers and sisters, your colleagues will look at you and you'll be like a God to them. Amen. It's just a matter of time. It takes time. It takes time. It takes time to grow muscles. It takes time to lose weight. It takes time. It takes time. <laughs> it takes time to grow beard. Is it not so? It takes time. Everything natural in life takes time. In the same way, your blessing is just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. You may not have your own car today, but that is nothing. Car? Car? Fresh number plate. Fresh. I'm talking when I say fresh. Uh, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, now it's. Is the number plates 14 number plates? 14. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be driving M Rage, L Rage. No, now it may be L Rage. No problem. I'm telling you, by 1st September, someone will be driving 64. So I, I tap into it, oh Lord. I tap into it for myself in the name of Jesus. So, hallelujah. Because the word will produce. The word will produce. You watch me. The word will produce. As I'm saying, I'm believing for myself. The word will produce. Oh Lord, remember me first September. The word will produce. Hallelujah. And and then he went on to say, watch this. The word was the the sower sows the word. Verse 15. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. The first type of soil is what? The wayside. Okay, the wayside, it says that when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Where was the word sown? The soil is your heart. The only soil that is able to cause God's word to grow and germinate and bear fruits is your heart. That's why you have to be careful about your heart. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 downwards, it says, guard your heart with all diligence. I think verse 22, 23. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Guard it. Keep your heart with all diligence. No diligence. Seriousness. Keep your heart. Out of it spring the issues of life. You know why people's life are the way it is? It's the way it is. Check their heart. The thing, now, so what is, how does things enter your, how do things enter your heart? How, what you watch, what you hear, where you go, the environment defines the condition of your heart. That's right. That's why you can't be friends with some dangerous guys and your heart be okay. <laughs> Who your friends are will tell me the condition of your heart. Because you'll be hearing something, watching something, going to some places, and very soon, pretty soon, the condition of the soil of your heart will change. Some people come to church, they are, their hearts are good soil, but they make some friends, and afterwards, their heart becomes bad soil. It becomes a wayside type of soil. The wayside, the one is hard on that place. And so when the soil, guess what? And Satan is always in church. He's hanging around. I'm telling you, he's at the gate. He's waiting. Because somebody has received a miracle, a word that your healing has come. Someone has received a word that the sickness is gone. Someone has received a word that a miracle is waiting for you this week. But guess what? Satan is waiting. As soon as Bible says, immediately the word is sown, Satan comes to take it away. Mm. It's in your Bible. Did you see that? Yes, sir. It's there. 
Let's not read it. Let's not read it together. Verse 15. Let's read it. These are the, the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Satan comes without delay. And I'm telling you, as I'm preaching, Satan is stealing the words from some people's hearts now. How does he do it? <laughs> Pastor Philip says they are sleeping. <laughs> Not just that. Something will distract you. Somebody will look at you with an eye. Pastor said something. Maybe pastor said that some of you, you have to pay your debt. And then someone who knows that you are owing his friend looks at you. And then... <laughs> All of a sudden, you are very upset. Why, why is he looking at me like that? Why is he... So you missed the word now. Satan has stolen the word. Satan has stolen the word. Pastor is preaching and he says something. If you are owing, make sure some of you, you are owing, you don't like paying. And then you begin to think, ah, she's going to report me to pastor. So now pastor is preaching to me. Satan stolen the word. Satan comes immediately because if he doesn't steal the word, the word will benefit you. Wow. It will benefit you. That's the purpose of the word. He said, my word will not come to me void. It will accomplish the purpose for which I send it. So when I declare that your miracle is coming, it is actually coming. It is actually coming. It is actually coming. He will receive it, but Satan steals it. I prophesy that God will deliver you from a wayside heart in the name of Jesus. And verse 16, verse 16 says, are you getting something? Verse 16 says that these likewise are the ones, the ones on the um, stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. You realize, last week I spoke about you have to receive the word with gladness. They actually receive it. Miracle is coming. Amen. Yeah. That's how you receive it with gladness. You are happy. Sometimes it touches my heart when I see people receiving the word and running all over the place. Hallelujah. It works. It works. That is the starting place. The word is coming and you are sitting down. Bourgeois. A miracle is coming. And then you are thinking, why is this lady shouting like that? You are feeling cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, death has surrounded you like, like mountains around Jerusalem. <laughs> and pastor is declaring death cancellation. Death cancellation is coming. Someone is receiving and you are sitting down. If I were you, I would humble my sorry self and rise up. And I receive it. 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 Someone is receiving a marital breakthrough. Someone is receiving a marital breakthrough. Ah, 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 ah. Someone is re- receiving a marital breakthrough. Someone is receiving a marital breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Someone will think you are funny. That's what happened in January. I was declaring. And this is that she was sitting on the back there. I said, marital breakthrough is coming. I believe someone is about to meet your life partner within the, the, the next few days. She doesn't have anyone. She screamed. And she told me. She felt like people would think she's crazy. Because it was very too funny. Sister, how desperate are you? <laughs> but she screamed. Guess what? Within one week. Within one week, she got linked to this man. The man is so crazy about her. And this is not the party boys. This is a very, I mean, talking about decent guy who, when I'm told he's interested in my sister, I'll say, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know what I'm talking? Decent guy, well-educated, decent home. Doing well, stable guy. Dresses well. He knows how to use a belt. Say it again. Say it again. That's right. Brothers, 
your belt is supposed to hold your trousers on your waist, not at the, in the middle of, of your hips. Your belt is supposed to hold your trousers on your waist. And undergarments are under. And when you walk, don't walk like someone who came from prison with chains on their legs. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like that's someone with eggs in between the legs. No. You walk normal. As a soldier, as a responsible person. Walk, that's how you walk. Sister, if a guy comes, check the way they dress and the way they walk. It tells you their mindset. And the sister jumped and grabbed it less than a week. And within a couple of weeks, after they started talking, within a couple of weeks, she came with a very powerful Gold, proper gold and diamond, not engagement ring. Promise, engagement has even come. Because she said the, you, the word was spoken, and I jumped and received it. But Jesus said, you can jump and receive it with gladness. But that's not the end of the story. Because there are other people who also receive with gladness. But other things, them things, them can things in your life. Are spoiling the word. Let's see what happened after you receive. He said, "These are those who receive it with joy." Receive it, verse seventeen, and they have no root. No root. When we say go to sell meeting, you won't go. You won't go. That's why care group. We are doing sell meeting. Go so that we can get some roots in your system. Roots. You so you you can you can grow roots deep and bear fruits upwards. Your fruits is always a reflection of your roots. Roots. Someone say roots. roots. I don't mean but money, but roots. You need some roots. In God's word. Now watch this. He says that these guys don't have roots in themselves. And so they endure only for a time. It doesn't last. The shouting doesn't last. You see them in church today screaming. Tomorrow they are, where are you? Oh, I can't, I'm tired. I'm down, I'm down. I'm down. I don't feel like going to jail. Ah! Sister, when we are praying, you are the one who screams most. You are jumping. When we are doing the fasting, there's some people, they came around. When we are praying, they are jumping all over the place. Like in the room. Hey, ah! Hey, ah! <laughs> Your roots will show us. We will find out very soon how you last in church. How you last in church. I went night. And so what? From night, bath, and come to church. Well, I'm very nice, so I'm catching rest. It's a root problem. It's a root problem. One of our sisters used to work night from home at the hospital. Right from night, she would drive, come, go home, just change. And there are times she even come with her changing clothes. Christine, you remember? Come with her changing clothes, change the nurse uniform, and then come to church, dress like every one of us, and not come and even sleep on the preacher. And your night has become your decoration. Night, night. I went for night, so I have to go and sleep. You sleep and wake up early. You'll be watching TV all day. That's what's been happening to a lot of people. And so they don't have roots in themselves. So in atmospheres like this, they re- the word can they receive joy, but it can't produce because no roots. Because for seed to grow, it needs some roots. The roots must go in the soil because they have less soil. See, it's, it's there. It's there. See what it says there. Now, uh, 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 immediately. Now, uh, 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 Afterwards, one trip, okay, let me read 17. And they have no roots in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterwards, when tribulation, persecution arise, where? For the word's sake. The word you have received that is going to bless you will provoke satanic reaction. Some challenges are going to come. I'm telling you, oh, yes. this miracle word you have received, as soon as you hit the road, some, after a while, sometimes some things will come and shake you and test your resolve. But if you have roots, they will come and go and you still be there. So it says that persecutions, 
and tribulation arise for the word's sake. Yeah. It's in the Bible. See that verse 7. Put it on the screen. They arise for persecution arise for the word's sake. And immediately these people stumble. They stumble. They stumble. And I'm dying. When I was sick, no one visited me. I can't go. It's persecution for the word's sake. So the first step of soil is what? The wayside. The second one is what? The stony. Okay. It's the, the second one is the stony ground. And I explained the other time, the stones in our lives are little sins, fleshly desires, little sins, and self-pity, and they self are stones. So it doesn't give the word space to be able to grow. Sin is not good. Sin spoils a lot of things. Now, verse 18. Now, these are the ones sown among stones. Hey, they are the ones who hear the word. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and desires of other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. The third one is tongues. The tongues are very dangerous. Sometimes you see the problem with tongues is sometimes you plant a seed and you see little, little tongues and you say, leave them. This is okay. The seed will just grow anyway. But unfortunately, they are all competing for the same nutrients. The same nutrients that the word needs to grow. Your desire to buy that car is also feeding on that nutrient. <laughs> your desire for that marriage. Your desire to look very posh. Your desire to be seen a certain way. The, the, he said, the cares of this world, the same is necessary. It's, it's a care, normal care. So, someone, did you see that in the Bible? It says that, and the cares of this world and deceitfulness of riches. In other words, you having a lot of money has some deception. You would think that if I have money, I'll be okay. Brother, your marital challenge may look like it's a money problem. It's actually not a money problem. Money just makes the problem big. But the fundamental problem is maybe you don't treat your wife well. Maybe the way you are talking to this woman. Many women don't mind if you don't have money. Oh, I'm telling you. No, they like it. They don't mind. As long as you, you would treat them like they are the only princess in your life and queen in your life. They don't mind. They don't mind. So stop blaming the problem of money and blame your pro- the problem of your attitude. <laughs> the cares of this world the deceitfulness of riches if I get money now if I have a lot of money I always fly first class everybody when they see me they say oh, yes yes sir yes sir and you get all the money people don't even notice you yeah. the deceitfulness of riches they choke the word they are like tongues they choke the word sometimes some of us we are looking for too much money we are looking for too much money ah how many beds will you sleep on? <laughs> and even that big one, only one side. So as a matter of fact, if you get a single bed, you'll be okay. <laughs> yes. Actually, what you need is somewhere you can rest and have dreams of good, good dreams. Good dreams. And you are sleeping on this big bed and you, are, you are, can't sleep, you are tossing back and forth. Thunder is striking, even thunder doesn't strike. You hear thunder, you wake up. You see, you see, is that not the, see, the problem is not you're not having money. The problem is not having God. And so, deceitfulness of riches, cares of this world. There are a lot of people, they say, oh, I have to pay my bills. It's necessary. I have to pay. There was a lady who shared a testimony. She had a little money. And she was thinking, should I let me sow all to God? But she was thinking, next Monday I have to pay this bill. And she took a very serious decision. That did, looked very ridiculous. She sold the money, everything. You remember some of you are here, uh, the fasting. She said, I think two days later or something, some money, she never knew money. Someone said, I've received money for you. So God knows how to care for you. God knows how to care for you. But this cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches, and desires for other things, desires. Desires. Uh, let's just say desires. desires. Ask someone, what are you desiring that bad? <laughs> Check your desires. Brother, is it possible you are the one I'm talking to? Check your desires. Because your desires can draw you down. 
can drag you somewhere you don't want. Check your desires. There are things inside you that can lead you astray. Because there is a big monster inside every one of us. If you feed that monster, you will like what you grow up to become like. <laughs> so that's the third type of soul. Let me finish. Is it the third type? Yes. The third type of soul is the tongues. And then the last type of soul, verse 20. But these are the ones that are sown on the grounds. Those who hear the word, accept it, bear fruit. So who are sown on good grounds, those who hear the word, accept it. And bear fruits, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100-fold. Uh, the point here is that there are only main two, two mains. The fruit-bearing soil and the, the fruitless soil. But the, the seed is the same. These declarations we are making is the same thing we are all hearing. For it to germinate in your life, to see the new beginning. In the beginning was the word. Right, but that, that word for it to have roots and bear fruits, you need a soil, a healthy soil. God willing, the next time I'll talk about how to cultivate and develop a good soil that will be healthy for the word. Because some of all these things, you don't invite tongues to come. They are coming anyway. You don't invite the rocks. They are there anyway. How do you deal with them? And how, do you, how are you careful? How, are you, how, how would you be able to sow good seeds of God's word in the good ground of your heart for it to bear fruit so that you can see what you want? Because, you know, as I started by saying, everything you want is here. This is a seed bag. Go for it. Your husband is inside. Your wife is inside. Your money is inside. Your job is inside. Your new house is inside. Your new car is inside. Your healing is inside. Your health is inside. Your relationships are inside. Your children are inside. School uh, uh, education, successful education, certificates, your, your scholarship, they are all inside. Death cancellation, they are all inside. Get it. Get it as a seed. He said it's like a seed. When it's sown, it's the smallest. But once it's sown, it germinates. I see the word of God giving you laughter. I see the word giving you solution. Did you reach the word of God? Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.